No, no, forsooth. I dare not for my life. The more my wrong, the more his spite appears. What did he marry me to famish me? Beggars that come unto my father's door upon entreaty have present alms, if not elsewhere they meet with charity. But I, who never knew how to entreat, nor never needed that I should entreat, am starved for meat, giddy for lack of sleep, with oaths kept waking and with brawling fed. And that which spites me more than all these wants, he does it under the name of perfect love. As who should say if I should sleep or eat, toward deadly sickness, or else present death? I prithee go and get me some repast, I care not what, so it be wholesome food. What say you to an eats foot? Tis passing good, I prithee let me have it. I fear it is too choleric a meat. Uh, how say you to a fat tripe finely broiled? I like it well, good Grumio, fetch it me. I cannot tell, I fear tis choleric. Uh, what say you to a piece of beef and mustard? A dish that I do love to feed upon. Aye, but the mustard is too hot. Why then the beef, and let the mustard rest? Nay, then I will not. You shall have the mustard, or else you get no beef of Grumio. Then both, or one, or anything thou wilt. Why then, the mustard without the beef. Go. Get thee gone, thou false deluding slave, that feedst me with the very name of meat. Sorrow on thee, and, and all the pack of you that triumph thus upon my misery. Go, get thee gone, I say. How fares my Kate? What, sweeting, a la mort? Mistress, what cheer? Faith as cold as can be. Pluck up thy spirits, look cheerfully upon me. Here, love, thou seest how diligent I am to dress thy meat myself and bring it thee. I'm sure, sweet Kate, this kindness merits thanks. What, not a word? Nay, then, thou lovest it not, and all my pains assorted to no proof. Here, take away this dish. I pray you let it stand. The poor service is repaid with thanks, and so shall mine before you touch the meat. I thank you, sir. Signor Petruchio, fie, you are to blame. Come, Mistress Kate, I'll bear you company. Eat it all up, Hortensio, if thou lovest me. Much good do it unto thy gentle heart. Kate, eat apace, and thou, my honey love, will we return unto thy father's house and revel it as bravely as the best with silken coats and caps and golden rings, with ruffs and cuffs and farthingales and things, with scarfs and fans and double change of bravery, with amber bracelets, beads, and all this knavery. What, hast thou dined? The tailor stays thy leisure to deck thy body with his ruffling treasure. Come, tailor, let us see these ornaments. Lay forth the gown. What news with you, sir? Here is the cap your worship did bespeak. Why, this was molded on a porringer, a velvet dish. Fie, fie, tis lewd and filthy. Why, tis a cockle or a walnut shell, a knack, a toy, a trick, a baby's cap. Away with it, come. Let me have a bigger. I'll have no bigger. This doth fit the time, and gentlewomen wear such caps as these. I'll have no bigger. This doth fit the time, and gentlewomen wear such caps as these. When you are gentle, you shall have one too, and not till then. That will not be in haste. Why, sir, I trust I may have leave to speak, and speak I will. I am no child, no babe. 
Your betters have endured me say my mind, and if you cannot, best you stop your ears. My tongue will tell the anger of my heart, or else my heart, concealing it, will break, and rather than it shall, I will be free, even to the utmost as I please in words. Why thou sayest true, it is a paltry cap, a custard coffin, a bauble, a silken pie. I love thee well, and that thou likest it not. Love me, or love me not, I like the cap, and it I will have, or I will have none. Thy gown? Why, eh, come, tailor, let us see it. Oh, mercy, God, what masking stuff is here? What's this, a sleeve? This is like a demi-cannon. What, up and down, carved like an apple tart? Here's snip and nip and cut and slish and slash, like to a censor in a barber shop. Why, what a devil's name, Taylor, callst thou this? I see she's like to have neither cap nor gown. You bid me make it orderly and well, according to the fashion and the time. Marion did, but if you be remembered, I did not bid you mar it to the time. Go, hop me over every kennel home, for you shall hop without my custom, sir. I'll none of it hence, and make you a best of it. I never saw a better-fashioned gown. More quaint, more pleasing, nor more commendable. Be like you mean to make a puppet of me. Why, true, he means to make a puppet of thee. She says your worship means to make a puppet of her. Oh, monstrous arrogance, thou liest, thou thread, thou thimble, thou yard, thou three-quarters, half-yard, quarter-nail, thou flea, thou knit, thou winter cricket, thou braved in mine own house with a skein of thread. Away, thou rag, thou quantity, thou remnant, or I shall so bemeet thee with thy yard as thou shalt think on praising whilst thou livest. I tell thee, eh, that thou hast marred her gown. Your worship is deceived. The gown is made just as my master had direction. Gromeo gave order of how it should be done. I gave him no order. I gave him the stuff. But how did you desire it should be made? Mary, sir, with needle and thread. But did you not request to have it cut? Thou hast faced many things. I have. Face not me. Thou hast braved many men. Brave not me. I will neither be faced nor braved. I say unto thee, I bid thy master cut out the gown. But I did not bid him cut it to pieces. Ergo thou liest. Why, here is the note of the fashion to testify. Read it. The note lies in the throat, if he say, I said so. In primis, a loose-bodied gown. Master, if ever I said loose-bodied gown, sew me in the skirts of it, and beat me to death with a bottom of brown thread, I said a gown. Proceed. With a small compassed cape? I confess the cape. With a trunk sleeve. I confess two sleeves. The sleeves curiously cut. Aye, there's the villainy. Error in the bill, sir. Error in the bill. I commanded the sleeves should be cut out and sewed up again. And that I'll prove upon thee, though thy little finger be armed in a thimble. This is true what I say and I had thee in place where thou shouldst know it. I am for thee straight. Take thou the bill. 
Give me thy matriarch, and spare not me. God of mercy, Grumio. Then he shall have no odds. Well, sir, in brief, the gown is not for me. You're in the right, sir. Tis for my mistress. Go, take it up until thy master's use. Villain, not for thy life. Take up my mistress' gown for thy master's use? Why, sir, what's your conceit in that? Well, sir, the conceit is deeper than you think for. Take up my mistress' gown to his master's use? Oh, fie, fie, Hortensio, say thou wilt see the tailor paid. Go take it hence, be gone, and say no more. Taylor, I'll pay thee for thy gown tomorrow. Take no unkindness of his hasty words. Away, I say, commend me to thy master. Welcome, my Kate. We will unto your fathers, even in these honest, mean habiliments. Our purses shall be proud, our garments poor, for it is the mind that makes the body rich. And as the sun breaks through the darkest clouds, so honor peereth in the meanest habit. What, is the jay more precious than the lark, because his feathers are more beautiful? Or is the adder better than the eel, because his painted skin contents the eye? Oh, no, good Kate. Neither art thou the worse for this poor furniture and mean array. If thou accountest it shame, lay it on me, and therefore frolic. We will henceforth with to feast and sport us at thy father's house. Go, call my men and let us straight to him, and bring our horses unto Long Lane End. There will we mount, and thither walk on foot. Let's see, I think tis now some seven o'clock, and well we may come there by dinner time. I dare assure you, sir, tis almost two, and twill be supper time ere you come there. It shall be seven ere I go to horse. Look, what I speak or do or think to do, you are still crossing it. Sirs, let's alone, I will not go today, and ere I do, it shall be what o'clock I say it is. Why, so this gallant will command the sun. 